Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Chris Barsby is with us, and Chris, as we say good morning to you, I understand that you're informed last night as well about uh, Ron McCall's passing. Yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, yeah, really sad news coming through with the passing of Ron. Uh, obviously, uh, he's been battling health for, uh, you know, a number of uh, months now, but uh, uh, sadly passing last night. So uh, deeper sympathies and condolences go to the McCall family. Uh, his kids are still actively involved in harness racing. As we know, Darren's back from North America. He had that stint down in Sydney. His son, Brian, works for Albion Park. He trains a few in his own right. Sharon's still deeply involved as well, working for Garrard's Horse and Hound. So uh, still heavily involved. He had that uh, set up there at Ninth Street where he trained for both uh, Jack and Bob Ingham. Uh, had some really good success there. So it's a, a big loss for the industry, no doubt about it. And many would say that uh, he's had a Hall of Fame career. So yet to be inducted into the Queensland Harness Racing Hall of Fame, but... Uh, who knows? I think uh, that's, mm. that's something that's going to be strongly considered in time to come. I'd love to see those horses of Darren McCall's run well on Saturday night. You know, the Maharani, who's very genuine, and also yeah. girl from Oz, Chris, and those colours, they're black with the yellow spots, aren't they? Yeah, exactly right. And, and, and Brian's got a nice one too that goes around in those colours, the black with the yellow spots, uh, Rocks or Diamonds, who's been a really good performer. Uh, Brian had that open-class star many seasons ago. Now LeBron, that sported those same silks. So... Uh, all of the kids have had great success. Sharon and Brian both represented Queensland uh, in the uh, the Junior Drivers uh, National uh, Series. So uh, very talented uh, horse uh, people, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a sad loss for many, and mm. I'm sure flags will be at half-mast tonight at Rickliffe. Chris, something when we've got more time we'll talk about, but I know the Brisbane show, of course, is, is coming through in August, the exhibition. It's going to be huge because I've lost the last couple of years due to COVID, but it's going to be very good for harness racing or the standard bread this year as well with the introduced into the, the famous thoroughbred uh, judging stage as well. They're going to have standard breads on display there at the show, which is great for harness racing. But our first guest, Sean Grimsey, is with us now. Sean, good morning. Uh, good morning. You're heading to Redcliffe tonight and you're, you're hoping that uh, you can, uh, you know, complete this plan that's been in place for some time. Teddy Disco, as we know, won the Group 1 uh, Garrard's Healing Sales Series last year he's looking to defend his title he's going back for the three-year-old series the heats are tonight that fifty thousand dollar final comes up on friday week he looks perfectly placed tonight barrier one but i've got to ask the obvious question are you happy right now with teddy disco after three runs back this campaign yeah yeah like his first up win was good um his breeders uh run I don't know. I thought maybe he should have run third, but Nathan was happy with him. And then his last run, um, Nathan was real happy with him. Obviously, he um, didn't drive as good as he usually does, but he, actually the way he travelled and raced, he was real happy with him. So, yeah, we're happy enough. And his trial at Redcliffe in between was good. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we now, the Breeders' Classic was an obvious plan that you wanted to target with him, but did you feel rushed getting him ready for that series? Oh, uh, not um, not not really. Like, it, it, like the weather. Obviously, well, I wasn't Robinson Crusoe, was I? I messed up a fair few of us, and he probably didn't get to train when I wanted him to. But 
I think at the end of the day, his first up run was good enough that he was in good enough shape to, to go well. Um, yeah, but, you know, they're, they're good horses. He's racing too, so mm. you, you're not just going to beat them for fun, are you? Like, when, you know, you got, you got to have a few things go your way. And I think, like, Danger Zone ran a great second in the Breeders to speak the, speak the truth, and then when the draws were reversed, the result was reversed, so... I think that shows where they're sort of at. Hopefully one day we can beat them. <laughs> yeah. Just on the current depth right now with the three-year-old ranks here in the Sunshine State, we've got the big races just around the corner, the Derby and the like. So how do you measure this depth that we have right now? Is it is it as strong as it's been for a number of years? Oh, I think it is. Like, we might have had, um, you know, a couple of better ones on the in between, uh, like Colt 31, like that stood out and were... But overall, I think they're all pretty good quality. Like, I think like Leap to Fame's the benchmark, and he he won that Derby pretty easy down there. And you know, he's the best one up here. But I don't I don't think he's 30 metres better than him. And and then Tim's the trooper. He obviously went south and won the Breeders' Challenge. And yeah, so and they they're all competitive with him. So yeah, I think they're a very deep bunch. Do you share my confidence that a Queenslander will win the Queensland Derby this year, a Queensland-trained three-year-old? Absolutely. Yep. Like okay. just, I think I think there's five of them. Oh, well, and that's probably cutting some short that could win it. And so at the end of the day, they can't all get bad trips. So one of yeah. them is going to trip out and win it. Mm. All right, well, let's talk about tonight. Barrier one, was that music to your ears when that field was drawn up last oh, week? To be honest, I'd rather have barrier one next week, assuming we get there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it, I suppose it makes it look pretty comfortable he'll make the final. Um, would expect him to win from there. Yeah. Is it as simple as that? He just leads and wins that race tonight? Oh, Oh, yeah, I think so. The same as Bangkok DJ and his one. Like, I'd be surprised if either of them got beat. Um, and as far as my horse goes, I'd be pretty disappointed if he did. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, just looking back at last year, when you won that two-year-old final, I think R11 Art run second. Uh, I don't think uh, Midnight Somewhere was all that far away. Obi Legal was up there he as well. You've got all those guys yeah. in that heat again tonight. But they're going to need a lot of luck to to get over the top of you from that draw. I'd think so. Um, yeah, I, I don't think any of them can sit outside him. So, yeah, it's and yeah, I just think he's probably got the draw to to do the job. Yeah, right. Borsellino on your back. Uh, is he any sort of threat? Oh, he's 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 gone well enough. I didn't. I think he won last week, didn't he? I didn't watch it, but um, he's definitely got definitely got ability, but. Again, I'd like to think we'd um, be able to beat him from the draws. Yeah. And looking at that other heat, you mentioned Bangkok DJ, like uh, your guy Teddy Disco. He's got the inside gate. He goes into that race tonight, boasting that last start win last week at Albion Park. He looked sharp, and the Phillies probably looked the hardest to beat for him. Uh, always be me and be jiggity. Yeah, and yeah, that's right. Um, I think the jiggity's on its on his back, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah she's going she's going quite well. Um, yeah, and he he went terrific um, last week, and 
I think it, I haven't watched the replay of the breeders, but I'm pretty sure when he got room at the end, he was he was making ground. So, you know, realistically, he's another one that's in the mix with the three-year-olds, the good ones. Yeah. Tell me this then. We look forward to the the final coming up on Friday week. Fifty thousand dollars up for grabs. Could Bangkok DJ sit outside Teddy Disco and vice versa? Could Teddy Disco sit outside of Bangkok DJ and beat him? Oh, uh, I don't think he could sit outside us and beat us. No, um, probably. Yeah, I don't know whether we could like um, sit outside him and beat him, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. It, he's yeah, he's. He's a good horse, you know. It's um, the way it is these days. It's hard to sit outside any of them and beat them. I think. Yeah, you know, the ones that are capable. Just on that barrier draw for next week's final, do the fillies get preferential treatment? I don't think they do. Well, they didn't in the heat, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. um, I'm pretty sure last uh, Grand Wise filly last won last year, but she come from six, I think. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like, she's Mr. Vine. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm pretty sure there was um, cults and that inside her, so I don't think they do. All right. Well, that's Teddy Disco. We look forward to seeing him strut his stuff in race four. The following race, you've got Harley Blue. Will tonight be her night? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> she's a good earner. She's not much of a winner. <laughs> but, yeah. She's thereabouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, oh, she knows how to... Um, yeah, she knows how to keep things ticking over. Um, she's a badly gated filly. She, you know, she performs well against the better ones when the races run along a bit more. Um, yeah, because she can she can still uh, run on after a strong tempo. But I don't know the the ones in the ones in winning form. So I'd imagine it'd be pretty hard to beat. So yeah, it, I hope she does. Well, it, it, it's fascinating when you look at her record. She's a, a one-win horse from 21 starts, yet she's earned in excess of $42,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, um, and yeah, and like, well, obviously set outside Cat King Cole and wasn't far from her in the APG. And, um, yeah, she she, went, she was only, I think, a head and a head from winning the APG race last season against the Colts. So, so yeah, it's it is interesting. But mm. yeah, she keeps keeps earning, so that's good. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well hopefully it will be a double for the stable tonight. Tomorrow, Maybe first not. race tomorrow at Albion Park, stand start, Kanina Provlima steps out, second run back this prep for you. If he wins this race tomorrow, does do you throw in a nomination for the Rickliff Cup? Uh, I'll throw in a nomination anyway. But yep. I think um, if he could win tomorrow, it'd, it'd go a long way to helping him get a spot. Like he's he's a really nice horse. Um, he he needs like he needs he needs luck against the good ones. Um, but like in that being good Johnny last year, like I think he was the horse that got closest to Mac Da Vinci when he was flying in the summer um, with with a bit of luck go his way. So yeah, it, but there's. Captain Crusaders obviously in it, Tommy Lincoln, but even the ones on the front, you know, they're nice horses, and we're giving them 20 metres. So, yeah, but that's that's the aim anyway. The Redcliffe Cup to start with. Did he have a little setback just recently where he had to be scratched out of that stand start, the lead up of the Flashing Red? Yeah, he got a um, he trialled really well um, 
at Redcliffe and he he pulled up the next day and he hadn't a had an infection in his leg, so we um just yeah, we had to scratch him out of that and treat him with some antibiotics and and whatnot. And it um yeah, it's come down good now but we just couldn't couldn't race and then so I wanted to get it scanned as a precaution and uh, it was all just you know, gonna be a bit of a rush with the vets and everything trying to get a nom in for that flashing red so we just didn't worry and yeah this race was on this week so that's worked out all right well hopefully it works okay. out all right yeah well fingers crossed there tomorrow with Kanina Provlima Friday night you go back to Albion Park with three runners there and they all look like they're going to be uh very hard to beat Sol Meyer who won the feature at Marburg he steps out in race four drawn gate a he's the only runner off the second row but that looks that looks winnable for him given his recent form yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, uh, if Nathan's horse can lead, I think he'll be right in it. Even from three cents, with a bit of luck, he'll be a chance. Uh, no, he's going well. We, we like him. He's, he's doing a good job. Yeah. And the two-year-olds in the last race there on Friday night, Carter Grant, Foxy, five. Both have got good ability and both look like they're going to be real players in that race. Yeah, um, yeah Carter Grant, like uh, always quite liked him and uh, although he was, he was always a fair way behind Foxy 5 and yes yeah, so we um, obviously he stepped up quicker than I thought he would like he ran a terrific second in that two-year-old consolation in in good time so yeah I think um, just watching the replays I think Lady oh, Lady Digby she's she's got ability and um, Jack Butler's one, Rock with, is it Rock with Sam? Roll with anyway, Sam, yep. Roll with Sam. Yeah, not Rock, <laughs> Rock with Sam would win, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, he's, I know they've sort of got an opinion of him and his last trial looked pretty good uh, up the straight when Brendan pulled him out. Just the last bit, he really dashed up nice, I thought. So, yeah, it won't be, won't be an easy race, but we'll give it a crack. Well, the good thing with Carter Grant, he's a son of Vincent, and they're starting to uh, hit their straps now. But Carter Grant yeah. beat home Odin's Black Crows at that most recent start that he had, and he won yesterday. So that form line looks okay now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I thought I uh, messaged Mike last night and let him know that. Yeah, I thought that was um, yeah, that was pretty interesting. So yeah, no, he he goes along all right. So it'd be good to get a win on the board and get his bonus and get get a win up for the size stakes, I suppose. <laughs> Is that the main aim I was going to ask? What is he eligible oh. for? Yeah, just the um, Q-breds. Well, up here, I don't know if he's played up for Breeders' Crown. I don't know if he'd go down there, but yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah, we'll just aim towards the size stakes. I think. Um, and Foxy Five, is yeah. she Reckliffe eligible? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she'll be in the heats next week. Yeah. Okay, and then you've got that one runner on Saturday night, Ruby's for Tash. She's actually going to trial tonight. She's drawn gate one there on Saturday night in the open. What are the expectations? Uh, like, I only had a quick look at it. Um, I think Deus Ex and Crunch Time are in there. I can't think what else was in there like. But, um, yeah, they're, they're obviously better than, better than she is. But I just, a couple of the... Um, was it Scarlet Babe and oh, Luke's Philly Honey something? Um, the Honey Queen, yeah. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Hopefully she just races well against them 
because um, obviously they're all heading towards the mayor's races. So they're, they're her main goals. That's why she's up here. So, yeah, if she if she performs well against them, I'll be happy. That's the main yeah. thing. Well, it's a busy couple of days coming up, but uh, most importantly, the focus is tonight with Teddy Disco. Yeah, that's right. That's sort of our yeah, main target at the minute. All right, excellent stuff. I really appreciate the time, Sean. Uh, wish you well over the next couple of days, but uh, in particular with tonight with Teddy Disco, hopefully he can defend that title of that Rickliffe feature. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be a good thrill. Appreciate the time. No worries at all. Thanks, Chris. There's Sean Grimsey joining us. So a busy couple of days with a number of runners stepping out, but all eyes certainly are going to be on Teddy Disco when he goes around tonight in race number four. So we look forward to uh, that action. Ricky Elgin is set to play a strong hand tonight at uh, that same meeting because he's got a number of runners stepping out, including the last start of Group 1 Bathurst Gold Crown winner. And we're talking about the very exciting two-year-old Tardelli. We've got to wait until the very last race, race number 10. So I'm not sure how that sits with Ricky. I'm sure he'll be keeping an eye on the football, being a proud New South Welshman, but he's been kind enough to join us now. Ricky, good morning. How are you, Chris? Really well. The last race for you with Tardelli, but it's worth uh, hanging around for, isn't it? I think it'll be warmer than the last race at Menangle on Saturday night, so I'm not too worried about that. <laughs> it is a bit warmer up here, although the locals will be telling you how cold it is over the past couple of days. Yeah, every morning we hear how cold it is, but um, we're finding <laughs> it quite good. I've got to ask the question, before we start talking about the horses and Tardelli, how many have you got up here right now? Uh, there's about 12 here, Chris. Um, just bits and pieces, but yeah, there's 12 here all up. All right. Will that extend over the next couple of weeks as we get closer to those bigger races, or is that about the limit? Um, yeah, we'll probably switch a couple, actually, but there'll be around 12 to 14. Um, a little filly, Sugar for my Honey, she's coming up for the Oaks today. Uh, she's on her way up today, and um, yeah, there's a couple of others that we might bring up. Okay. So Tardelli goes around tonight in race 10. He had that trial last week at Albion Park. Uh, are you happy with where he is at, given what he did last time out, winning that Group 1 feature? Yeah, I am. Um, he's a very happy horse, very healthy horse. And, um, yeah, he's. I sort of bought him up here ready to go. Um, he was pretty fit when he came up. Um, so it's just a matter of sort of maintaining him now. And, yeah, yeah, I'm really happy with him. Okay. The heats of that two-year-old series, which is the big target, come up on Friday week. Uh, how do you think he's going to handle a red lip? Two-year-old, he's got the outside gate, but he looks like he's very professional. But how do you think he's going to go about it tonight? Yeah, look, that's really why he's there tonight, Chris. Um, I bought him up in plenty of time to have a good look. Uh, it was unfortunate the track at Redcliffe did shut for, for a little bit for maintenance. So he missed a couple of hobblings there. But, um, yeah, look, I was going to trial him today. That that was my plan to trial him this afternoon. And then I seen that this um, open two-year-old was on. And I sort of thought I'm going to gain... gain he, the horse will gain more out of a race than, than a trial. So... Um, yeah, I actually think Barrier 6 is a perfect draw for him just to, you know, find his rhythm and, and roll forward and, yeah, get a, get a guide on how he's going to handle it. But his work at Redcliffe's been really, really good. OK. That trial, he looked really sharp in that trial. Like you said, he's fairly forward. You, you've kept him up to the mark down there in Sydney before bringing him up north, 56-7. But the most impressive part was the last half. He got home in, what, 55-7, and he looked like he was very comfortable as well. Yeah, um, he's sort of a... He was goofing off a little bit, looking at everything, and wasn't really all that focused. Um, but, yeah, when I asked him to go up the straight, he, he was really good. And, um, 
yeah, he, he's a quality horse, and you know. But as we know, these races at, at tracks like Redcliffe, anything can happen. So we're, we're not getting too ahead of ourselves. We're keeping a lid on him a little bit, but um, yeah, he is ready to go. Okay, the two hardest to beat in that race tonight uh, look like the stablemates from Darren Weeks, uh, Mullinax, who won the Breeders' Crown, beating uh, Reganto Dietilli. So they're going to prove stiff opposition. Oh, definitely. And, you know, Darren and Kylie, they do a tremendous job with their babies. Um, they'll be well educated and, um, you know, they, they seem to have good manners and good speed. And, um, yeah, that, you know, I'm, I'm sure it's just not a matter of turning up for these races. They'll, um, you know, they're, they're not there to hand it to us. So um, not only those, there's a few others there that seem to have a bit of ability. But, yeah, my, my bloke is forward and, and he's ready to go. Okay, so he starts the night, then he's got the heat in the final. Would that be it for his Queensland campaign, or is there something else that you're sort of eyeing off with Tardelli? Look, there's a $30,000 race after the final of Redcliffe, but he's up here, obviously, for the Redcliffe race, and that's sort of, you know, that's why he wasn't nommed in the $20,000 race this week. There was a two-year-old on at Albion, but, look, I've stuck to training him here at Redcliffe and having him ready for this race. And we'll get through it. Hopefully, you know, obviously he's got to make the final. Hopefully he does. And if he does, we'll reassess it after that. Okay. Give me the name of that two-year-old that was sort of coming up with Tardelli early in the season and looked like he was blessed with really good ability, but you just wanted to sort of back off on him a little bit. Uh, was What was his name? Uh, Il Bandito, is that the one? That's the one. Yeah, he's New South Wales. He was actually never coming up here, but... He, um, you know, working them up early days, you know, I always thought he was a better horse. But as you know, with two-year-olds, um, things change. And um, Cardelli obviously kept improving. And we actually had one sharp one win. I tipped him out. And he's back in work, ready to hobble now. Okay. Did you have to geld him? Yeah, we gelded him. Look, we, we actually done a scintigraphy on him, which is a bone scan, just because just something wasn't right with the horse. And... There, there was nothing major wrong with him on the scintigraphy other than he had a little bit of poor bone density, which, um, you know, he was just sort of bruised bone everywhere, which explained why he was like a cat on a hot tin roof. He just wasn't comfortable. So he's had a good spell. We gelded him, and now he, he's he's really good. Like, none of those issues seem to be there, but he, he hasn't started fast working yet. Okay. A couple of other runners for you tonight. Uh, that three-year-old series, Borsellino, we just spoke with Sean Grimsey uh, with Teddy Disco. He's going to be the clear favourite for that race, but you're drawn directly behind him. So can he run top three here? Oh, he definitely can. Um, he, he'll be his worst enemy if he... He's not the best steering horse, but he's got quite a, a fair bit of speed, that little horse. And, you know, I've got, I think he could easily run second to Teddy Disco, um, providing he does everything right. Okay, and then Zacharuni in a race two, running from gate two. He's going to be uh, uh, hard in the market here. What are the expectations? Yeah, look, he hasn't been up here all that long. Um, he's Q-bred. That's why he's up here to pick up his bonus on that. Look, he, he's an honest horse. Does um, you know? He's got good speed. And, yeah, he's obviously not in a three-year-old tonight. There's a few horses there that are... Um, you know, won a lot more races than him and had a lot more experience than him. But he, um, you know, he, he, his runs have been good and he'll run a good race. All right. Tomorrow, first race stand start, Captain Crusader. Starting off a 20-metre handicap, if he wins this race, does he go straight to the Rickliffe Cup? Yeah, look, that's sort of that's sort of our plan, um, to, to have a crack at that race. And 
he seemed to begin well. He'd never really seen the tapes, or he never had seen the tapes before the trial, and he began well and handled it handled it good. And I think only being a small field tomorrow, you know, there won't be all that much pressure at the start. Um, he, he should begin well and he should race well. Okay, would would I be right in saying? He's largely underrated for what he's done and what he's achieved. He, he probably doesn't get the plaudits he deserves. I don't think he ever has, um, yeah. Chris. And I think Rosario Laspina will be happy you said that because, you know, we've always said that the horse has been very underrated a lot of his career. Like he's been in, all, in everything in, you know, New South Wales, Melbourne, Queensland. Um, and he's back going good. He went through a stage there where, um, he, he probably wasn't at his best here probably six, seven weeks ago, but he, he's back racing really good, and Nathan was really happy with him there on Saturday night. So, yeah, you know, mm. hopefully he could sneak into the rising sun maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's got to be on the, uh, the, the high-priority list given his record. He's just got that wicked high speed. Yeah, he does, and, you know, he's, um, like you said, he's, you know, he's been at the, the top level the whole time and he's still racing well. So, you know, if he could happen to win tomorrow and, you know, then, yeah, so see, they might look at him for a race like that. All right. A couple of runners on Saturday night I wanted to ask about as well. What's up, Sunshine? The obvious question with him, what's up with him? Because he seems like he's just a little bit hit and miss at the moment. Not really. He's... um. I was probably still in a bit of a hurry from the airport the other night in the stand, like, it was only beat 10 metres, and I think he probably nearly broke the track record himself um, in that first stand and start. The start prior to that, he was the quickest sectionals of the whole night. I think he went 54-2, although he was back in the field. He just went back from a bad barrier, and I actually think he's going really, really good, and he'll be hard to beat on Saturday night. Are you pushing to the rising sun with him also, or is that a bridge too far for him? Oh, look, I you know, there's probably horses... Um, that other horses that are better credentialed than him. I mean, his record's still really good, but, you know, we'd just be happy to probably go through his grades. And if he did happen to get a run there, you know, he wouldn't disgrace himself. But, you know, he he would have to win on Saturday night from even look at him. Okay. And the free-for-all on Saturday night, crunch time, given the way that race was sort of programmed, he was always going to draw, um, you know, awkwardly. So gate seven, what are your thoughts on the gate firstly? Yeah, it's sort of a tricky one that divided conditions race up here because they don't actually have the barrier draw um, in the program. Sort of, they do it after you nominate. And yeah, if I had known he was going to draw the widest, I probably wouldn't have entered him because he's, he's drawn there a few times. But um, look, the, the horse is working well. It is a tough barrier draw. Um, obviously, we would have liked to have got him into the Sunshine Sprint, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. See how he goes on Saturday from the bad barrier. If, you know, if he keeps drawing bad, I'll probably send him back to Sydney Why a lot of the better free-fall ones are up here. Okay. And Girls Are Best is also stepping out. She trialled last night. She was in that really hot trial. So she's dropping back to her own sex there on Saturday night. Second row draw. Soho El Marcy has got the inside gate, but she'll go a lot better than what she's done at a past two, I'm sure. Um, yeah, her, first, her two runs up here have been horrible, actually. Um She's a horse that I've got a bit of an opinion of, and um, her first run at Menangle was good. And then, yeah, I just don't know what went wrong when she was up here, but she I expected a lot more of her. Um, she got two duck eggs beside her name. So we've just changed a few things, and I was much happier with the trial yesterday. So 
Um, you know, it is quite a strong race on Saturday from the barrier draw, but um, I do expect her to go a bit better. All right. A couple of others that we've got to ask about. Uh, firstly, Soho Rhapsody, Group 1 winner herself, uh, claiming that feature at Bathurst back in March. Uh, what did you make of her last week? Yeah, I thought she was really good. Um, I mean, she sat parked against uh, the older mares and was only narrowly beaten by Sporty Dancer, who, who is a, a, a quite a nice mare, and she had a soft run. Um, she's right where I want her, and she'll be competitive in the Oaks. Okay. And then the Trotters, the uh, the Trotters for the uh, the stable. Tough Monarch, we haven't seen him since, what, early March. Miracle Mile night, first go of the Miracle Mile. So what's his uh, update? Uh, yeah, he's back and he's not too far off. Uh, he'll probably trial at Menangle either... I'm not sure if they're on next Wednesday, but if they are, he'll be there. Um, he'll have a couple of trials and then he'll tell us if he'll come up here or not. Those, those mobile features during the carnival for the Trotters look ideal targets for him, don't they? Yeah, they do. Um, you know, and like I said last year, I'd only bring him up if he was spot on. Um he, he actually has to win two more races at Menangle, and he's the most winningest horse ever at Menangle. Um, so I wouldn't mind doing that with him. Just, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just we'll just see with him. But if he does come up, he he um, will definitely be ready. Okay. And what's the record, just out of curiosity, at Menangle for wins? Twenty six. Uh, twenty six is the record, and he's on twenty five. And I think Cash and Flow, Don Boston, and another one are all sitting on 26. So, yeah, he's got to get to 27. All right. And the other star trotter for you is Tough Love. Uh, she's absolutely airborne, this uh, this filly. What are you doing with her? Yeah, look, she, she's a beautiful filly. She's actually a half to Tough Monarch, and she's just a... Uh, you know, just such a professional, good-gated trotting filly. And she's now got the New South Wales Breeders Challenge for the three-year-old trotters, and that's on the 2nd of July. It's worth 50000 So she's just having an easy week at the moment. She'll just go on the treadmill and walk for a week. Um, and then we'll get her ready for that. Then she'll go to Melbourne for the features down there later in the year. Okay. And what about the other one, Tupper? How's he coming along? Yeah, Tuffer. Well, she's she's a sister again. She had the one start for one win, um, and I just actually put her out. Um, I, I got a knees X-ray. There was nothing major, just a bit of change in a third carpal bone. So I, I think she's got a very um, very bright future. So we've decided just to give her a bit more time, and we'll probably get her re-X-rayed in another month. And all being well, she'll come back and head to Melbourne for Breeders' Crown. All right, exciting times for the stable, no doubt about it. Since you're up here, have you been able to squeeze in any fishing? Not a lot. Rod Hins, who, who's my captain, is not that great a fisherman. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we can find a new captain soon and put us onto some flathead. All right, good stuff. Really appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight and over the coming days and right throughout the carnival. Always great to have you up here. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Bugger the flathead. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think he should be chasing? Snapper. You should be the new captain then, Some of the reefs in Moreton Bay. get Snapper this time of year, Chris. Sweet lip. Look at the flathead. Too bony. I'll give Ricky your number. (laughs) You're going to be the new captain now. You've got to throw the big ones back, the breeders, anyway. Anyway, it is nice to eat flathead. I do like it. Hey, I was thinking last night, Mm. Steve, you posed that question yesterday. We were talking about uh, Justin Warwick and Mm. uh, some of the good horses he's had. It's something that you can talk to Ernie about because Ernie would have 
great recollection of some of these horses, but just sort of going through my head last night, some of the ones we mentioned, uh, Allwoods Chief, three half wides, Try a Fluke. Try a Fluke won a Hunter Cup. Uh, no Blue Manor, Scruffy Murphy, Transit Earl, uh, Admiral Avenue. Who's that? At a Turk. At a Turk, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Ted he was Barry. A so Ted Barry won a cup. He won a Fremantle Cup. So Admiral's yeah, Avenue. Some, yeah, Admiral's Exeter. Did you mention I think. Try a Fluke? Yep. Okay. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, no, he's had some great horses. That's yeah, fascinating okay. story though. I think I'm, you know, I'm just keen to ask why you know, he graduated from standard breads to thoroughbreds, and he's pulled the pin, of course, on on both <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, so. and, and Grant Williams at one stage when he was dominating over there with the Pacers was his foreman. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. yeah. Grant Alana, and I think Alana even drove someone as a Gloucester Park as well. Keen to ask about the plunge as well with a horse called Rosie Rocket. I think it was. Um, they thought it was a moral, and his wife was riding at work, from what I understand. And uh, yeah, he uh, paid for half his house. Apparently, he's got a picture of the horse <laughs> on the walls. <laughs> we might need an hour with him do. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, Darren Clayton's. Uh, with Darren Clayton's about to join us now, so we're, we need to find some winners for tonight. Hopefully, he can uh, pay off half a house for us. So the pressure's on now. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, guys. I might be able to buy a boat, and I can be Ricky's new captain. Yeah. That was a fair whack he gave Rod. Yeah. But half a house years ago, back when he bought one, it'd be, <laughs> you'd yeah, eat four, five times the amount now. Yep, indeed, indeed. Well, you might be able to uh, tell Ricky where to go. You're close to the water, aren't you, Darren? So you might be able to say this is the best spot to go fishing. I am actually looking straight out over the water as we speak, Chris. So there's a few boats on the way out. And maybe he needs to forget the races tonight and let's go and drop a line. Yeah, well, I'm going to recommend both Steve Hewlett, Darren Clayton, new captains for Ricky Elgin. So get some fish going because uh, we can't have uh, this poor record uh, that he's currently got. But let's find some winners for tonight. We've got uh, a very strong program featuring those two heats of the three-year-old series. So that final $50,000 coming up on Friday week, just on those two heats. It looks obvious. Uh, is it a, a fait accompli, Teddy Disco and... Uh, Bangkok DJ both win those races tonight? The way they've drawn it, it certainly looks that way and, and it probably looks a, a great case of um, leader behind leader scenarios in both of them. So probably races where you, they're both a dollar twelve. I think at last I looked and you probably look at, at working them in their exotics, standing them out. In the first one, Teddy Disco Borsellino is going to be... Um, Right there, you would expect she's notorious, probably drops down to the pegs, you would think, and um, just worrying about qualifying for next week, and that would um, that would set it up for a, a sort of a one seven eight scenario. And then in the, in the second one, Bangkok DJ, he was really good last week, sitting outside the leader and, and really hitting the line strongly in good time. And again, if there is a danger, it's probably the fact that um, Bangkok DJ is having his first look at Redcliffe, that could be a little bit of a, a, a bit of a concern. Um, be Jiggity, she loves Redcliffe. She's got a great record there and, and has stepped up to open mares in some mares qualifiers really well and she'll be camped right on his back. So if Bangkok DJ perhaps is a little bit vulnerable at the track, um, well, Be Jiggity is certainly the one that can take full advantage of that. Okay, Barrier One's a big plus though. If you're if you're looking at Redcliffe for the first time, Barrier One's probably not a bad spot. So 
they're going to be short, as you outlined, Teddy Disco, Bangkok DJ. And just looking ahead to that program on Friday week, that's going to be a, an awesome card of racing. So we've got that three-year-old final. Uh, it's a Group 2 $50,000 event. We've got heats for the two-year-old. So Tardelli will be stepping out again there. Uh, the Patron's Purse, that's going to be a fantastic race. I, I think that'll be the best ever edition of the Patron's Purse on Friday week because there's some awesome talent racing and, and available right now here with four and five-year-olds. We've got a Trotter's Cup and uh, a number of other features. So that looks like it's going to be a really strong card. Yeah, certainly will. And that patron's purse has always been uh, attracted a, a pretty handy field. But like you said, this year it certainly sets up for, for a really cracking race. You've got the likes of uh, Manila Playboy, who's in great form, um, you know, we might even see a couple of Ricky Alchin's horses Hemsworth, there in Captain, Captain Crusader, Crusader and Crunchton. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Hemsworth. They, they would, Hemsworth's absolutely flying and has Redcliffe. Um, he's got a win at Redcliffe too, so he knows the track. There's uh, some moment somewhere. Did we mention him? Um, no. Nope. Slipped you know, the He slipped the hundy. He was really impressive last week. First up from a spell, did it on his ear. Um like you say, this, it could be a really cracking contest there, the, the patron's purse. Yeah, Big Wheels is another one. Just on that uh, trial last nine, I know Steve will be interested in this. That was a hot trial. Jillaby Kung Fu won that trial. He led all the way, scored by a neck. Big Wheels sat on his back, rang to a neck. Uh, Gerardus Delight, wow, what a trial that was. Uh, she was parked out for the last lap, so over the last 1,000 metres, beaten two metres, some moment somewhere was fourth. He was snapping at their heels. And then there was a break back to girls are best. And the three-year-old Philly Kofi Blaze, I thought, trialed really well, given the time. So 1.52 was the time there in that trial last night. Uh, 27.8, 29.9, 27.7, 27.1. So 54 a closing half, which just underlines the performance of Gerardas Delight. She's the Group 1 uh, Golden Girl defending champion. And judging on that trial, that's her third trial back now. She looks like she's come back better than ever. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, parked out, that's, we haven't expected that or haven't really seen that from her. And now in her past two trials, she has had to sit parked and, and done it really well. The, the last trial was good. So uh, three trials back now, she's really going to be uh, primed and ready to go when they get her to the track. So um, certainly be uh, getting forward to, to getting that um, golden girl She'll be in a, in a great spot to try to defend that. Just going back to that patron's purse, Chris, would, would we be any chance of seeing Spirit of St. Louis in that race? Uh, well, we spoke with Luke yesterday. He never mentioned it. So he's going to trial again this week. So on Friday, he'll trial again. Um, I'm not sure. He never mentioned it, but um, possibly he's a he fits the criteria. Yeah. It, it would be a, a massive coup for the Redcliffe Club if, if he were to, to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll put that to uh, to Luke and see what he he says. But uh, obviously, they'll uh, learn a lot more after that trial on uh, on Friday afternoon. So we've got ten races tonight. Teddy Disco, Bangkok DJ, both going to start short. Tardelli's going to start short. So if we're building a multi tonight, we're playing the State of Origin first try scorers. There's three horses we can put into that multi, and then we can add, add another one when you give us your best bet. Where do we find that best bet tonight? Yeah, well, I thought um, we could go in race seven, horse number three, Dinosaurus Rex. Um, 
gets the, the barrier draw advantage over Chase and Dreams, who beat him home last time, and he was only a half neck away from Chase and Dreams on that occasion. I think he gets a perfect opportunity to turn the tables. He's got a Redcliffe win, uh, a couple of runs back, sat in behind the speed. That was the night where the, the fields were cut about by scratchings, and he got an easy run there. But uh, I thought this race sets up perfectly for him tonight. Like I said, gets the barrier draw advantage over his... Um, Chasing Dreams, who beat him home last time. So race seven, at number three, Dinosaurus Rex. Okay, they're two thirty each of two, Dinosaurus Rex and Chasing Dreams. But uh, we're keen on the chances of Dinosaurus Rex. Race seven, number three. Anything else that stands out uh, on that card tonight, away from the obvious? Yeah, I thought in uh, race two, horse number nine, Voodoo Fella, um, profiles nicely in that race. I thought he's... Um, last run back around Marburg where he drew the second line. Um, he was good to the line on that occasion from back in the pack. Always hard to make ground at Marburg. He's got a pretty good record at Redcliffe and um, he was a good winner two starts back. I think there's a bit of front line tempo through this race. You've got Zacharuni, he can get forward, Royal Princess. It's super easy, all likely to, to press forward. And I thought um, that just shaped for Voodoo Fella to get a nice run and work home over the top. So race two, number nine, Voodoo Fella. All right, currently $5 with tab right now, Voodoo Fella. The Quaddy, um, give us some numbers, see how we can play this tonight. Yeah, well, in that first leg, I thought... Um, we just could play it a little bit wider just with a couple of shorties further on. Um, Teacher's Pet certainly gets every opportunity from gate one. Nathan Dawson back on. He's got a super, um, developed a super record with this mare and she's won her past four in succession. She's won seven of her past eight. So from gate one, she'll be hard to beat. Matthew Cullen is in good form uh, for Jonah Hutchinson. Draws gate nine, but uh, he was a good winner at Marburg last time out. And Chow B., Teacher's pet leads, well, uh, Chow B's going to get the, the charm trip. So we'll play one, seven, and nine in the opening leg. The second leg, race six, uh, Bangkok DJ. Uh, like we mentioned, he just looks over the line. Um, so we'll play one out with him. If there is a danger, like I said, I just think be jiggity if, if he doesn't handle the track. But uh, he certainly gets every opportunity from there. Race seven, um, we'll... Dinosaurus Rex and throw in the the nine, the, sorry, the nine, the eight, Chasing Dreams um, as the insurance. But I thought Dinosaurus Rex is is the one. And the last leg I thought was a, a tricky one, Chris. Uh, it's over the two thousand and forty. A um, little bit tricky to work some of these out. Dancing with my ex, certainly on top. So we'll put in in um, just one good one. Gets a, a nice trip from gate one. Should be just in behind them. Number seven left in the wind. Um, come Was runner-up at Albion Park a couple of runs back and then just wasn't suited last time. And Pompey um, might be better suited here. Um, that was a winner first up at Redcliffe, four runs back. Nothing much has really um, gone to plan with that mare since then. So if she should happen to get the right trip from there, can certainly be in it. So play it wide on the way home, one, four, five, seven. Okay, so repeating the Darren Clayton quaddy. Play for tonight at Redcliffe on Origin Night. First leg, 179, one only, which is Bangkok DJ. Then three and eight, and we bring it home with numbers one, four, five, and seven. $24 for 100% of the dividend. You can play that to suit your own budget. He also likes race two, number nine, Voodoo Seller. Currently $5, $1.85 tab fixed. And his best bet on the program comes through as race seven, number three, Dinosaurus Rex at 2.30. So that's the way we play tonight. 
that's the way we play. And and don't worry about Queenslander going around uh, today in the gallops. All the action will be Teddy Disco, the same as it will be on the field tonight. All the blues. I think there'll be a few extra dollars on that horse when it starts today. Uh, I think it's a doom, but I think Queenslander, just given what's uh, taking place later tonight, there'll be a, a few extra dollars being uh, put on its uh, nose when it starts. It will, but like I said, it's it's all about the blues and Teddy Disco tonight. All right. Well, we'll uh, leave it at that. Darren, as always, appreciate the time, and we'll touch base on Friday when we preview Albion Park for Saturday night. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris.